everyone, and welcome to Brunch and Learn. I'm your host, Nicole Dillon, and this is a podcast for women who love to brunch, like myself. Here, we talk about two of my favorite topics, brunch, obviously, and the idea that we can learn something new every day. Each episode will interview a new female powerhouse, gab as though we're girlfriends at brunch, and learn something for our brains. So let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Brunch and Learn. Today on the podcast, we have Emily Merrill. She is a past brunch speaker of ours, and she's the chief networker and founder of Six Degree Society. And she is a pro at networking. Nothing really makes her happier than connecting people who could mutually make each other's lives more enjoyable. In addition to Six Degree Society, she works with companies, founders, solopreneurs who are looking to build strong communities of their own, plan events that inspire, and develop partnerships that move the needle. Today on the podcast, we cover, again, so many networking tips, both in person, virtually, how to tap into your network during a crisis, again, how to build your network and really nurture those connections that you have. And we also dive into a little bit more of her business coaching and all of the events she's up to and planning with Six Degree Society. I really always love talking to Emily. She's a wealth of knowledge and I hope you guys enjoy this episode with her. So let's get started. All right. Hello and welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good and thank you for having me. I'm I'm doing well. I feel like, you know, it definitely ebbs and flows in the time, life in the time of coronavirus. I always want to say it like, like it's a book, like cholera. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. I'm, it's a gorgeous day out. I had all my windows open and um, trying to bring the outside in and, you know, stay healthy and fit and on task and be gentle on myself at the same time. Yeah, totally. Um, so how about we dive right into having the listeners learn a little bit more about yourself. So who you are, what are you up to, what are you working on? Who's Emily? Who is Emily? On a good day, Emily is a normal person. On a bad day, she's speaking in tongues and confusing her husband and dog. Um, I am the, hi everyone, I'm the founder of Six Degrees Society. We're a female-focused networking organization. We were an online, or we were an in real life events company where we brought people together through in-person events, monthly and weekly, dependent on the city. And now we are a weekly um, digital events company where we made that pivot about two and a half weeks ago, where we're hosting about three events per week which range from personal, professional, and lifestyle-focused topics um, and include connection, in-person, well, in-person, human connection, where we match you up with someone we think you should meet based on a bio-submitted pre-event. So that's where I am now. I'm hanging out a lot on Zoom. I feel like I'm one of their super users at the moment. Yeah, same. And you were 
one of our past speakers at brunch. You brunched with us in the city. (laughs) And you spoke on the topic of networking. You are a big guru (laughs) on the topic. I grew up to be a networking guru. <laughs> My mom must be so confused, but like, <laughs> I knew it at two years old. This is who she was. So can you tell us, I know like you could just like probably even just go off the rails. Cause you did that at brunch where you were just like on fire oh my God. <laughs> with your tips. There so was good. like, just like, I could just let you loose and <laughs> you'd go Like for the it. tiger king of networking. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's funny. I mean, truthfully, like backing up from when I was a kid, I was, my mom would have to put me down at the restaurant because I had this natural curiosity where I needed to meet people who were at the adjacent tables at restaurants. Like I would walk up to them and I would introduce myself. I would like ask what they were eating. I'd ask what brought them there that night. And I was like three years old. They probably thought I was like a little gypsy kid or something like <laughs> trying to panhandle the tables or I, I don't know. I just, I had- Swipe watches. Yeah, totally. Like they could have trained me so well for evil if they uh, had they wanted to. But no, I, I just loved hearing people's conversations. So yeah, you know, networking, I think is very much about listening and um, repeating back what you heard from the person. And, you know, if right now we're at a really weird time because there's very limited or six foot limited in-person connection. But, you know, one question that people keep asking me is like, is digital connection possible? And actually there's an article that just went live today where I I shared some of my thoughts in a Forbes article on how to network digitally. But I think it's been remarkable, the power of connection and networking in this time, I think. Um, I've been personally like in terms of networking, start with your own community and reach out to them. Um, is, I mean, if this is, if we want to talk digitally first. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm like, if I don't know how long this is going on for and when this will be released, but I'm, I think this is relevant for, for life, you know, even past this. Um, but I think creating, reaching out to people in your community and asking them how they're doing and then scheduling things together. Um, just like you would if you met them in person. So for me, what I've been doing with my sister is I've been scheduling weekly or daily workout classes with her. So I stream my workout classes and I know you're, you have a Peloton app and you know, there's class pass app and we all have our access to workout classes. So I'll put it up on my computer and I'll open zoom and I'll invite her to join. And so we're taking the workout class together and same thing. She can, you know, suggest a workout class and we'll watch one of her workout classes or participate in it. But again, it's an activity that we're participating in and it's creating a connectedness, even though we're not, we're not physically in the same room. Um, Another thing that I've been doing is just like having standing dates with humans. So like every Friday at 5 PM, we have, we call it a happy hour. You don't have to drink if you don't want to, but with all of my girlfriends who are based all over the place right now. So um, those are great ways in terms to like continue networking with your pre-existing community for community that you want to build or like individuals you want to meet that you don't know. Everyone is feeling lonely right now. So it's a really cool, that sounds bad to say, cool time to reach out because it means a lot to hear from people, especially if it's a thoughtful reach out, email, DM, 
Um, it can be in the form of a LinkedIn message, Facebook, Instagram. I've been getting like, I got the sweetest note today from a, a woman who has an event space in New York and she included a banana bread recipe. And I've been dying to make banana bread this week. Like dying to. Who um, are you right now? I, I know. Like three. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're trying. So my, my husband's really annoyingly healthy. He's like, we can't have carbs only like one day a week. I'm like, who are you? Since when did the guy become this insane person? Um, so I'm trying not to make it because then I'll eat it all. So I'm waiting till our carb day. <laughs> yeah, I've been stress baking. I feel You've like stress baking. <laughs> yes. Really? Oh, I'm so jealous. I, I, yeah, I made banana bread. It was like banana, chocolate, coconut bread, and then oh. separately <laughs> a lemon raspberry loaf. Oh. That and cinnabon like with a dressing on it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. No, I've been eating like marshmallows nonstop. That's been my sweet thing. But yeah, trying to be good and keep with the salads during the week and routine. We're trying to stay with routine because I think that's the thing that can go off the rails the fastest and like ruin us when we get back to normal yeah. living. But but same with networking. Like same with like community. Same with connection keep make it a part of your routine or it's going to feel really different and weird on the other side of things. No, I really love that. And I feel like it's a lot of being proactive, being consistent and doing that scheduled routine. And I love that. I mean, I'm curious in the same sense that you are of where's this going to lead and hope it continues afterwards. I know like, even, uh, you know, New Year's quote unquote <laughs> resolutions have always been like connect with friends and family. And like, now I like, same thing, do dinner calls with friends and FaceTime my dad. And now he like loves to do that. Like he still doesn't know really how to work it, but <laughs> <laughs> he loves to do it now. Um, so I love that. And just that side of like, where's it could and I hope it continues after. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Like high school friends calling you out of the blue who you haven't talked to. Yeah. And they're just like, I know you're home, so you're going to have to pick up. So yeah. <laughs> they're like actually reaching out though. And the cool thing about Zoom too, and more people getting comfortable with it, like my college friends, you know, some are doctors, some are lawyers, they don't hang out in Zoom. Like that's not their normal day-to-day life. So we never, we always have had like a, a group chat with one another, but we've never paused to take the time to connect with one another. And so now we're like adding that into our Sundays is connecting with one another. I downloaded Marco Polo. Have you heard of this app before? No. Um, a girl sitting next to me on the plane was using it pre-corona and it is essentially an app. It's kind of like you can live, leave like a FaceTime message. And so you're like, hey, Nicole, like I'm, or it's a video message, like, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. What are you up to? And then they'll respond back with their video. Nice. Yeah. And you can create <laughs> little group chats. It's, I mean, it's essentially like, you could say it's kind of like a Snapchat or something, but it lives all in one place. And then it also shows you like when the person's watching it. And um, it, that's been kind of like a fun way to reconnect with friends who might not be good at texting, but this is an easier tool for them. Yeah. Utilize. Exactly. And I think maybe switching gears a little bit. So once this is all over and everyone's so ready to 
go to every single event they can. Like I know, especially when you went to like and were a speaker at our brunch, you were like hugging like literally every single person. Uh, what are your best in-person networking tips? Yeah. Um, it's going to be so weird. I'm like, I love hugging people so much. Are people going to feel stigmatized? Like, are they going to be comfortable hugging again? Is that, are we going to get to that point where human touch is welcome? You're just going to um, go right in. I'm totally yeah. kill. Like, with a cough, like right afterwards, just to freak them out. Um, yeah. So my per- favorite in-person tips, uh, for networking first and foremost is go alone. It definitely, makes you that much more open to people introducing themselves to you and you introducing yourself to people versus if you have another person with you. Like whether you plan on it or not, you'll accidentally become clicky if you bring someone with you. I love networking and I still look at the person and I'm like, don't make eye contact with someone else. Don't put a smile on your face. Like we have to stay together. You just, you, you put up a wall of like, they're not interested in meeting other people. So I think go alone. Um, I also say put away your phone unless you're using it as a social cue. So a social cue of your phone could be like a picture on your background. So like I have a picture of my husband and I on our wedding day or our rehearsal dinner. So it's a social cue where someone could be like, oh, is that your wedding? Or is that your baby? Or is that your dog? And it's a great way for people to strike up a conversation. And so if you see people with phones in their hands, you can always utilize that kind of cue. Um, I also have a pop socket on the back of my, my phone, which I use as a social cue uh, and a good conversation starter. It's a little bit more relevant now where people know where they are, but initially pop sockets, people would be asking me like, what is this? And why do you have this on your phone? And it was a good conversation starter. I also highly recommend when you go to an event to wear something eye-catching and easy to compliment. It sounds super vain, but it's really an easy kind of peacocking technique where I like to wear like a bright red lipstick or like fringy earrings or a big necklace. And it's something that other individuals, men and women can compliment. And on the flip side, go in to someone else. If you see someone wearing like beautiful pair of earrings that you admire, go and compliment them. It's a really easy way to break the ice and kind of get a story told Um, and hear some background on the person. Like I've heard people be like, oh, my grandmother gave them to me right before she died in Italy. We were traveling, you know, and like you hear all these amazing things that lead to a normal conversation. So that can ask questions that is easy for you to form into questions. Yeah. And I remember you also saying, that you don't recommend business cards. Oh yes. I hate business cards. Um, like I, I hate them and I love them. I think they're so beautiful aesthetically and I hate that I'm this person. I just, I don't need more clutter in my life and I don't know what to do with them afterwards. And I feel like, I feel like an awful litterer when I like, you know, these beautiful embossed business cards. Um, so I usually just recommend grab your phone, open up a new, uh, email, subject a blank email and email them and say like hey uh say nicole and i were just talking about banana bread we just met at this networking event we were talking about banana bread and so i would email her and say email me your favorite banana bread recipe and then when she goes home that night and she opens her email she's like aha i have something i need to do and i remember this individual this is the context we were talking about and gets the conversation going plus you don't have to do as much work the next day or later that night. Yeah. So smart. 
Oh my gosh. I really, I love paper goods so much, but even with my wedding invites, I was, oh, I struggled. We did a digital RSVP for the save the date. And then we did um, just like an invite for, you know, for an invitation and everything else we did digitally where you could RSVP digitally. Um, I just hated the idea of waste. Yeah. I don't know what, What's wrong with me? I guess. I think it's the whole like process of it that people love because I did it. Um, but I would agree, like, especially now I had two friends that had their weddings canceled and they're going to be postponed and like they have to resend things out. But if it was just digital, um, don't have to yep. do all that work. <laughs> yep. Yep. You can just cross it out or edit and yep. be like, this event has been rescheduled on, on your calendar. Yeah. It's going to be huge like a huge thing for the wedding industry, I think, like a huge reawakening of priorities. That's a whole different topic there. (laughs) Um, But also, how would you say uh, or suggest, like, how do you maintain connections in an authentic way? So I keep my notifications on for Facebook and LinkedIn, where like if someone gets a new job or it's their birthday, I'll use those notifications as a way to stay relevant and like if I see that it's Nicole's birthday and I have Nicole's phone number I will text you versus then writing on your wall and so it's like those genuine little touch points that makes you feel seen and recognized um similarly you know and this is what people can do when riding public transportation I like to keep I don't delete any of my text messages. So sometimes I'll just start at the bottom and I'll go through and try to catch up with each person during that downtime and genuinely be like, okay, the last time I talked, you were pregnant and I, it's been a few months. How are you doing? Checking in on you um, and just stay top of mind in a genuine way, but take those moments of downtime to, to keep up with people. I love that. And I still remember that tip from our brunch. And I also wanted to ask, uh, how do you even remember everything? Um, That's a great question. I, oh God, it, it's getting harder because I've always, I've been always very proud about my, um, my memory where like, but I'm very contextual. So this is how, if I saw you at a conference I probably would be like, oh my God, how do I know her? How do I know her? How do I know her? So this actually actually happened to me in, yeah, this is your life too. Um, I was at Alt Summit at the beginning of March and it's with six degrees, we have chapters across the country. And so I've met a lot of amazing people and people would stop me and they're like, Emily, oh my God, it's so good to see you. And I would have no idea who this person was. And so what I would say was, um, can you remind me the last time I saw you? And they're like, oh, in Chicago at the event that we hosted at MySpace. Oh, yeah, I remember. I, I remember who you are. I remember what you're wearing. Like, everything can come back to me once I have the context. So um, build those context clues for yourself or ask those context questions. So if someone recognizes you, you can, you know, say, or if this kind of situation happens to you, ask them when you last saw them, ask them about their job, if that's a touch point that you can recall something on be like are you remind me where you're working again it's like oh i'm at google but i just left apple and those might be context clues or if you really don't want to admit that you don't know this person's name or you have no idea who they are you can be like i'm um updating my emails can you write your email in here for me and then hopefully their email tells you their name 
And then that way you're like, oh, Emily, it was great seeing you, <laughs> you know, walk away. And then for me, it's cool because most of the people that I do run into have attended events in the past. So I have everyone's bios on file. So I'll type it into my Google Drive and then like read up on that person again, if it, for whatever reason, it's not coming back to me and then shoot them a note. Be like, it was great running into you. Hope your dog Harvey's doing well. <laughs> A lot of notes too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work, but um, I mean, this is a very natural thing to me. Like I love making people feel seen. Yeah, and, I love it. Yeah, it's it's like my my special ingredient that I have in myself. Or <laughs> I guess a follow up question to that <laughs> is uh, how. Best exit strategy, maybe. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a great one. Oh, how many times have you had that problem where you're at an event yes. and you're like, and then my pet cat died and, you know, <laughs> and then you're like, oh God, this is terrible. Um, so you get the information. Doesn't matter. I like to be in control of the information or like handling it rather than if you don't want to communicate with someone, that's actually a hard one usually I'll just suck it up and I'll like provide them the information if they want my information too, if they're asking for it. Um, but usually if I'm into you, you'll know, cause I'll be like, can I get your information and let's get this over and let's connect. Yeah. So, um, I usually, what I'll say to someone, I'll use you as an example, Nicole, with a little role playing here. I'll be like, Nicole, it was so amazing meeting you. Um, I can't wait to attend your next brunch. I'm going to go do a, a lap, but I'll, I'll see you. I'll, I'll say goodbye before I leave. Like, talk to you later. But I'm so interesting. <laughs> well, you're so interesting. <laughs> like, or, or like I saw, I saw a few people I need to connect with and I need to go say hi to. Um, look forward yeah. to, to seeing you at your next brunch. Or something I love like it. That. So something that's not – it's not hard. It's not mean. I also would read social cues because you might be the person that, that <laughs> yeah. wants, the person wants to leave. And so I prefer to end the conversation than be, have a conversation ended on me where yeah. it's like, Hey, I know there's so many people in here. We should probably go meet a few. I could talk to you all day. We have our, we have our plan scheduled already for our follow-up. Um, so I'm going to go see who else I can meet in here. Right. Yeah. You know, and then, like, kind of make it a little, like, a game for both of you. Yeah. And if, they're, if they do say, like, we should do it together, you can be like, oh, I'm really good. I need to do it on my own. It's a challenge, personal challenge I had for myself to see if I can network alone. Yeah. <laughs> so you can say that without <laughs> your eyes crossing. It, it's awkward, but practice makes perfect. It does. It really does. The other amazing tactic for exiting a conversation is to introduce someone to someone else. So this nice. is my favorite tactic because I make my conversations 15 minutes on purpose at our events. I think that's like the perfect amount of time to get enough information about a person if you want to follow up with them or you don't. And so if you've met two people you could be like, Nicole, you have to meet my friend so-and-so. She's really into sustainability events, da 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 da, da. So-and-so, meet Nicole. Nicole, meet so-and-so. And then you're connected. And then I'll let you guys chat. I'll see you guys later. I and love you that. 
I'm also like bad at remembering names. Oh, or you can say to the person that you met, like, hey, um, Emily, I met this really cool girl, but I'm forgetting her name. Can I like use you as a way to get her name again? (laughs) I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and then I can be the the person that's like, remind me, I didn't catch your name. What was your name? Awesome. Yeah. So use, use your people as cues and also use your hostess as a way to meet people. Um, you know, a good hostess should do a good job of making intros and making it feel like you're going to a dinner party, not going to a networking event. Yeah. I know that, like, I think you had mentioned that too at our events of like getting familiar with the host and seeing if they need help. And I thought that was an excellent idea as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people, it's kind of that feeling like, what do I do with my hands yeah. when you get to an event? <laughs> like, do I like cross them? Do I in my pockets? That's why we have our phones out. It's like a, it's a way to play with something. So I think having, um, yeah, having like a role and being like, hey, I know there's a lot of people coming. Do you want me to run check-in while you're greeting these people by the food or while you're handling this setup? And so not only are you showing that you're useful, you're also like prioritizing them as like, as an individual that she needs a favor to be returned to. Um, And when I work check-in or when I hang out by the front, I'm usually the one who's pointing people in the right direction. It's like, hey, yeah, co check's over here. And like, I think, oh, and actually the the food's over there. And I'm Emily, by the way. So then people are like, do you work here? No, I just stand here. Um, I guess like if, because this question I remember came up at our brunch, but like if you're, if you don't, like if you're in a field or an area that isn't like organizing a lot of industry events or has that kind of support um, to go to things, what would you say is like the best way to expand your network? Yeah. Um, And I take that for granted so much. I think finding hobbies that inspire you and a lot of people think of networking as an industry specific event or activity that you have to do. Like if you're in real estate, you have to only meet other real estate people, which is very counterintuitive. Um, So when you take a dance class or if you take a pottery class or if you take a, you're passionate about books, it's joining organizations or events where you're passionate about something or you're interested in learning more about that topic and connecting with those like-minded individuals. And that's the best way to diversify your network in terms of like industries where you're connected on a topic that's not specific to your, that's outside of your industry. Um, And so if for those who are doctors or those who are lawyers or who anyone anyone who wants to go to an event, I would find, start with finding a topic they're interested in and go. Um, Not to be like obsessed with my organization, but one of the things I do love about our organization is it's really comfortable to go alone. And we do a really good job of making everyone feel like they were very special and that they are meeting multiple people. Um, Where I've gone to events before very prominent networking organizations and I've met zero people and I felt 
unwelcomed and have just felt like, huh, this is what it feels like at most events. I understand why people are scared of networking here. I get it. So um, I definitely think, you know, finding, finding your tribe or finding those people that light you up, um, you know, based on a topic or volunteering too is a great thing where there's so many little networking moments you have every single day that people don't count as networking moments. They assume, oh, because I'm going grocery shopping, that's just an act. It's grocery shopping. But grocery shopping, even in the time of coronavirus, you're talking to the person next to you in line, that's networking. Um, It's just the follow-up. If you exchange information, then that might be more of a connection that is made. That's a a great idea. Yeah. I know it's a dirty word. Yeah. Um, But also, I guess, in terms of, like, this pandemic and crisis, do you have any tips on how to tap into your network during a crisis? Yes. Yes. Um, Don't go after people for jobs right now. Like, I'm actually really turned off by the people that I haven't heard from from oh, two years ago, and now they saw someone I know on LinkedIn and want a LinkedIn connection. And so my first tip for you is this is an amazing time to nurture your network. Like I say this mantra, you've heard this a million times, Nicole, but build your network when you aren't needing it and tap it when you are. But if you just tap me without building it up, it's really, it just feels like I don't know. It feels like you're kind of being used. And so um, I'm of the mindset to give before you take. So same thing with Facebook communities, same things with um, like my events too. Like I'll have people, my members, I will essentially do anything for my members, especially the ones that have, you know, stood through us through hard times, good times. They want an intro. I will go above and beyond for an intro and for people who have never shown up for an event before and then they want an intro, that's it. It really hurts me in the, in my core to like make an intro because they haven't, they haven't done anything to my community to get provide value for our community. And um, so my advice here is to nurture your network, to see what people need. And it doesn't have to be something, it doesn't have to be something like a job, um, it could be, does anyone here need uh, someone to talk to? Does anyone here need, um, you know, want to have like a virtual coffee date? Does any, just, just reaching out to people, checking in on them and kind of to our earlier conversation, checking in on those individuals, but they're more likely when that time comes that you're going to ask them for that job or more likely to, when you ask them for that connection, um, willing to help you because you put the effort into helping them on whatever project that they were hoping to promote. So life is very much a give take. Um, but you want to be seen more as a giver than a taker. Yeah. And people are more likely to help givers than takers. There's a whole book on it called give take by Adam. Um, Adam, what's his name? Adam Burke. No, that's my old, my Lord, Adam, Adam Grant, Adam Grant gifting um not the old landlord not the old landlord (laughs) he has a good company too but um yeah I think there's definitely 
that sense right now is like, if there's a way, if there's something in my personal opinion, if there's something you needed from me, I would be more willing to help you if you like laid the groundwork and attended one of my virtual events and sent me a note afterwards than just emailing me out of the blue and putting little, little effort in. I don't know if you feel the same with your, your world. Yes, I feel, um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see it now more than ever. There's so many LinkedIn requests and it's just like these cold, like, oh, we're in the same industry. Oh, we know the same people. Like, well, who? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, and do you want to name drop? Like, do you want to tell me a little bit more? Like, I'm not going to, and with my LinkedIn, I'm very protective of it. I have to at least know you and have met you. So. Uh, and I find I actually just respect a little bit more right now, especially with LinkedIn, when people are vulnerable with their posts of like, hey, I got laid off and these are my skill sets and this is what I can help with. If you know anyone, let me know. And yeah. just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I Everyone's think going a- through the same thing. And that's a great way of posting it too, because everyone in those vulnerable posts, it comes across as they're vulnerable, they're real, and they're asking for help, but they're not desperate. They're not like, it's not that desperation feeling that you get when you go to a networking event and someone just is looking for a job and you feel like a transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think subconsciously humans want to help any mm-hmm. way they can. Like I get such a high if I am the person that found you your job boyfriend, home, realtor, uh, dog, whatever it is that you want. Like I want to help. So I'm super motivated by those posts. Yeah. Like I love tagging people. I think it's hard when it's just put into your inbox. It's like, Hey, can I make this introduction or can I, and you don't know the person at all. So you can't be like, I don't know you. So I don't even know how to write a nice sentence a paragraph email for you to make that intro. So if you are doing a cold email like that, where it's like a very warm connection or or like a very light warmness of a connection, I would recommend pre-writing the emails. So I had a great conversation the other day with a girl that I met at my last hurrah, which was a supper club. And she's a recruiter. And I mentioned in our call, like two people, two companies that I'd be willing to connect her with. And she went ahead, she followed up right after our call and she pre-wrote the emails for me. And I was like, done. The, The email went out two seconds later. She made my life so much easier. She made me want to help her that much more. So if you are asking for a connection or if you're asking for an intro, like at least go above and beyond and make the work effortless for that person. Oh, totally. I love that. And that just made me also think of same with like LinkedIn recommendations. And if you want to spruce it up, reach out, but like tell the person what you want them to say. It's so much easier. Now I love that. Yeah. I love that too. And then last thing too, digitally is like what we were talking about with the LinkedIn vulnerability posts. Same thing with Facebook, like use it as a face as a forum. Um, if you have questions or if you want to be connected to things or people, it's a cool way to be connected without feeling for me, at least feeling pigeonholed to like make an introduction. So if you're like, I'm looking for 
um, people who love brunch tag everyone. And I'm like, oh my God, Nicole's like my brunch queen. So I can tag all the people that I know love brunch in this post. And then she manages, or this individual has to manage the follow-up with those people and the communication. But I just like sherpaed them into the direction that they needed to be put yeah. in. So Facebook for, I mean, gosh, don't ever ask the internet about their, <laughs> their choice of um, mattresses. I made... <laughs> I, two years ago, we asked what, what the world thought about Casper or like the bo- in a box mattresses. You have to find this post. It's like 200 comments deep. Everyone <laughs> has an opinion. <laughs> Insane. But it's amazing. It's, it's so cool to see like to crowdsource and use your, these already pre-existing communities that you've worked oddly hard to bu- to build without even recognizing that you've been building community. I was just going to say, like, I don't even think I got that many comments on, like, my engagement or announcement. <laughs> Mattresses, though, same, 100%, like, barely on engagement, but then you put, oh, you put mattresses or you put, like, I'm in that same boat with like pillows right now. And I'm like too scared to ask the internet. I'm just like, I just bought like three different pillows and I'm just going to test it myself. Are you going to return them? What are you going to do? What do you do after a pillow if you don't like it? I just keep them. I just hoard pillows. <laughs> <laughs> There's no right answer here. I know. It's, it's, it's so like funny. underwear. You can't like return that. Yeah, you're like, I hated the fit. All right. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> I wish I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I, and with the mattresses, you can at least return them. Yeah. Um, the pillows, it's like, yeah. I don't know how we got on this topic. <laughs> Anyways, your community yeah. is a powerful thing. And yes. so use and leverage your community for pillows or mattresses. Yeah. Jobs. <laughs> okay. That's where we are. I'm a yeah. Gemini. It goes all the way around. <laughs> You're a Gemini? Yeah. I'm a Libra. Oh, oh so that makes are you we... Yes. Mm. I feel like I... I Love and get along well with other Libras and Geminis. That's amazing. <laughs> that's when's, your, when's your birthday in October? October 19th. We were supposed to get married on October 19th. And then we, we got married the next weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. So close. That would have October's been such a great month, so. It really is. It's such a beautiful month. It seems so far away, but like yesterday at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where we are right now in April. Oh, my God. This whole month. But yes, to, to your point, use your community um, and use your networks, but just nurture them and come from a place of generosity. Um, yeah. And same on social media too. Like people, I've been sharing how I feel every day on, on Instagram and it's been really cool to see people share like-minded feelings. Yeah. Um, I did want to switch gears a little bit to your coaching business. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so waiting. you do- for like a car to start up, like, mm. <laughs> get ready. Yeah. Uh, so you do business coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I loved all of your services that you listed. <laughs> I was oh like, Oh wow. Oh. Um, do you have, I love like, especially the like thought behind so great. Um, multiple revenue streams, branding, marketing, uh, yeah. Any, I guess, best practices or tips off the bat, off the top of your head for like small totally. businesses? Um, well, I'm going to start with, 
first, I hated the word coach for the longest time. And I like very much minimized my potential of being a coach because I, I love to give. And I was like just giving people brain picks left and right. And, and I felt like I could do so much more if it was consistent work rather than like one hour here and one hour there. Um, and so it wasn't until like two years ago that I kind of got my, got the nerve to be like, okay, maybe I can like put a thing together and maybe people will be interested, but there's definitely a lot of imposter syndrome there initially. Um, but I love it. It's amazing. It's incredible to be able to use all of the resources and tools and stumbles and, um, connections that I've been able to build and leverage and, and help my clients with the same, with the same individuals or with the same, make, make the world a smaller and better place in a way. Um, but tips for small businesses. So I work with small solopreneurs as I like to call them and I help them build community events and partnerships. And, um, it's been really awesome. It's been a, you know, challenging time, obviously, for all of my clients, but also really awesome to see the ways that they've pivoted. And I think in this weird time that we're in, my advice is to be open to the pivot and to really find that thing that you're like, it was on the bottom of your list or your biggest gremlin to do and tackle it now. So Nicole and I were chatting before this, like mine was my podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast for forever. And then this time of quarantine, 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 <laughs> Ryan said at a time, um, was, it's been an opportunity to dive into the podcast or dive into writing more, or I've always wanted to do digital events, but I, I poo-pooed them because it never made sense and thought no one would show up and no one would pay for them and no one would value them. And it has forced me to get really good at Zoom and really comfortable holding virtual space for people. And I truthfully like love the digital events. I love the in-person events, but I'm like kind of digging the virtual events even more. Mm -hmm. um, people are showing up from, I've had someone from Taiwan, from Macedonia, from Austin, from LA, from Florida, Ohio. It's so cool how this whole community can be in one place. So I'm telling people to really embrace the, the digital and like share their services or what they can have to offer. Um, virtually and get creative. Like my chef client, she's now doing virtual cooking classes. And how cool is that? Like yeah. I can literally be in my own kitchen and have her go, no, you're cooking, you're chopping your onion incorrectly or whatever it is. Um, so I, I think just be open-minded to the pivot and getting a lot of work done that you had put on the back burner done. Do it now. Yeah. And I love that you pivoted your events virtually and you just did it. You did it so quickly, you just went right in. And I had said that to you when I asked you to come on. I was just like, I love this because it's not like I've never wanted to go to your events. I have, <laughs> but I am in New York state. I live an hour and a half, sometimes two hours by train and I just can't. It, yeah. it's a lot to commute. And I was like, Oh, I love, I want to go to your events and I love that you're doing this virtually. I am psyched. Um, I'm so psyched to have you. And I'm so excited <laughs> for like exactly that problem, even for myself to not commute and grocery shop and run around and get alcohol yeah. and slap and Uber and set up an hour early. Like 
my, I feel like my days have become so much more expansive and so much more productive. And then I've also changed the times of my events now. So I do, I have to cover East Coast and West Coast. So I'm doing 4.30 p.m. Pacific time where I'm based in San Francisco and it's 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm done with my events at 6.30 and I have like a normal life. Well, not a normal life during quarantine, but you know, <laughs> quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> my husband in the background on this podcast. Making fun of you. <laughs> making fun of me. <laughs> Get a lot of be live on the internet, Greg. Thank you very much. How do you met our child quarantine hill? <laughs> we got him it all started here. All you know, the new generation of coronials that are, that are coming out of this. It's like the next, all the babies that are going to be boomed in nine yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you'll meet little Corey. <laughs> Um, but I didn't even think of that. Like, that's such a good point. You don't have to schlep everything around anymore. My overhead (laughs) is so much less. It's really, really awesome. And I'm now like, we're in the next few days, you'll see a new launch for our membership, but now we're having a digital offering, um, where you can then walk, like, in addition to being, um, a member and attending the events live, you can watch the events, uh, virtually afterwards, like we're recording the events. So then you in this like virtual library of events that you can attend oh I love that yeah I'm so excited like it's literally <laughs> stuff I've been wanting to do for so long but thought down back to like kind of business coaching I downplayed what I thought people wanted and um yeah last night we were like meal prepping together during an event and there's 12 people and it felt my one of my attendees texted me afterwards and she was like, I really didn't want that to end. It was so fun and it felt so good. And I'm living alone right now and I'm so lonely. And it was like such an awesome way to feel connected. So all I can offer is connection and like new resources and learnings that I'm doing my job. I'm glad that shift is going well. Yeah, I am too. We're doing so many though. Sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, people are going to get fatigued. But I think, it's not like I have a small pool to pull pull from anymore. I have like such a bigger pool yeah. or pool of individuals. <laughs> the world. And I also wanted to ask is I'm an event planner, you're an event planner. I'd love to know what made you so passionate about events and networking? Oh, that's a good question. Um I like events because typically I think it's a control freak thing. Um, I like being in control. And when I was in high school, I always was kind of like the cruise ship director of our friend group where I would come up with the ideas and the things that we were doing. If we were hot tubbing, if we were playing a game, if we were who we were hanging out with. And um, that's just kind of always been my natural role. And then, it with my networking business that evolved because I loved the idea of connecting people from different worlds. Like I've, I moved around a a ton as a kid and then like living in during college, I went to college in Ohio, but then I lived abroad and then I moved abroad after college. And I've just kind of like collected people along this journey. And there's the only way to really put people together isn't 
is, is an in-person event or had been an in-person event, um, which was like a birthday party or a supper club or something. And then from that, I needed a platform where I could bring people together where I wasn't connecting individuals and then they would walk away and be like, oh, Emily's friend Nicole was really nice. I wanted it to be like my new friend Nicole. And so people could make connections and friendships without it being constantly linked to that person. Um, so yeah, I'm passionate about it because I really love being able to help people out. And I think, you know, we're so much more trusting when it's like friends of friends of friends. And if we can create a network of friends of friends of friends, I think it's just the world would be a more functioning and trustful place. And why am I so passionate about it? I uh, don't know, really. I really don't know what, what broke as a child. Um, I think truthfully going I like the feeling of feeling uncomfortable and then solving a problem. So like, that's what I, I love about traveling is going to a country and knowing nothing and like figuring it out. So after college, I moved to Argentina and I knew no one except like a few people that I had heard were, had like friends of friends in Argentina. And that was like my jumping off point of a network and then was able to build a network there and, you know, build like my career down in, or in Argentina when I was there. And I thought that was really cool. Just like kind of not relying on a family member to help you get your first job by doing it yourself. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> There's something weird about me where I just am so passionate about human connection. Yeah. I miss events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And it'll be interesting too, to see how events evolve after this like is there going to be more of an emphasis on um incl inclusivity like a global inclusivity or is it going to still be experientially that you have to fl fly and be in a particular location to experience something yeah i know with um at least not with my day job i do event planning in the sense of trade shows and uh I know we're already kind of forward thinking of, even if at the time this, all these events were gonna happen, we were gonna plan to, like if the attendance was low, we were gonna plan for hiring someone to do video so it could mm. at least live online. So yeah, I could see it just still be incorporated both ways. Um, but I'm excited at the same time to see what it's happens. It's time to be a videographer. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Like yeah. everyone go to videography school. Like this is the, the time to really be good at capturing content and having it live online. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It will be interesting. Um, are you ready for some fun questions? Oh yeah. Oh, those weren't fun. <laughs> some fun brunch questions. Okay. We'll get my mimosa. Um, well, first of all, do you love brunch? I do love brunch. I do love brunch. Yeah. And I, I want brunch right now. Greg, can you make brunch? <laughs> so we have two eggs left. Uh, what's your favorite brunch meal? Bebo's Rancheros. <laughs> you didn't even breathe. I didn't even pause. Yeah, I know. I literally will go to a new brunch place and I'm like, ooh, they have something really good and different. Oh, there's huevos? I'll have huevos. Yeah, I feel the same way about chilaquiles. Right? It's like horrible. if it's on the menu, forget it. It's like a trigger word. You can't yeah. help it. Yes. 
Yeah, it's definitely that or like breakfast tacos. They, those get me every time. Um, I love a pancake, like a lemon ricotta pancake. Uh, yeah, It's a trigger word, but I will get it in addition to my, my huevos rancheros. Do you have a favorite spot on the West Coast? Um, there's this really cute cafe right by our apartment called Chloe's Cafe. They, if you walked by it during the week, you'd be like, well, this is like nothing. And then on the weekends, there's always a huge line and they have the most incredible egg scrambles there. I don't think I've actually, I don't even know if they do huevos there. They don't do huevos there. I've gotten the confirmation from my husband. Um, they <laughs> do these scrambles that are massive and then they do like awesome, they, it comes with a side salad and it comes with a side thing of fruit and it just feels like such good delicious hearty brunch for like a good deal so that's my favorite san francisco spot right yeah and also since this is a brunch and learn podcast uh what is the one thing you learned this week Mm, what did i learn this week that's a great question um i learned routine is really important for like my mental health um, I, I journal every morning and like, I'm trying to still get up at like seven thirty in the morning and just being really grateful for a routine and kind of a sense of normalcy in a time when things are so unnormal. And then the other thing I learned is what else have I learned this week? I feel like I learned how to cook steak yesterday and that was awesome. <laughs> Did you, so I did a Servitab class and they told me to like sear it and then put it in the oven. Yeah. Did you do that? Okay. Yes, I did that. So that's and legit. I, yeah, legit tip. And I put, um, it's good. I put cumin on it. I put salt oh, wow. and pepper and cumin, which was like a nice kind of, um, yeah, I don't even know, like smokier taste or flavor. And so then, and then I poked at it with a fork uh, put butter on either side, seared it for about two minutes on either sides, and then put it in the oven for about eight minutes. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I overcooked it a little, but it was great. Nice. That was my and, and I think a uh, final question, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, they can find me at sixdegreessociety.com. Um, I also own emilymerrill.com, so you can find me there. And then on Instagram, I am Emily A. Merrill and six underscore degrees underscore society for Six Degrees Society. And if um, anyone wants to join an event virtually, no matter where you are in the world, you're welcome to join us for free using code virtualSDS. Um, would love to see faces, new faces, brunchers, bring a mimosa, it's BYO. All of these are BYO or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's been awesome meeting all these incredible people across the world. Awesome. And good yeah. luck on your new podcast too. Thank you. It's called The Sixth Degree. Oh yeah, I have a podcast, The Sixth Degree with Emily Merrill. So yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on it as well. So um, as we batch more of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, if you, like, want to talk for, like, an hour and a half yeah. <laughs> about, like, brunch. Cats. Done, done. Cats, brunch, all of the, have you seen uh, uh, Small Mess of Cats yet? No. Oh, don't watch oh. it. Cats okay. Might be scared. It's not, 
it's great but awful and terrible just read the premise and then you can make your <laughs> decision um but yeah next time we'll have to do this with the bloody mary in hand yeah and, yeah i've actually I'm never had a bloody mary what i know i'm sorry how <laughs> have you survived brunch this many years i like cocktails and mimosas I mean, but i need to like, try one do you like tomatoes I think I was scarred when I was like really little and my grandpa would have like these little cocktail um, things of tomato juice and I'm like, eh. Oh, I loved, I was like I'm, that kid. I'm willing to try plane. again, but. I would get like Virgin Bloody Marys. They're like, you're nine. <laughs> Who are you? I was like, can I get Virgin Bloody Mary, please? Um, yeah, my husband hates them too, but it's, it's okay. It wasn't, it wasn't enough of a reason not to marry him, so. We went forward with it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we have our differences. It could there. be this, like, wild, crazy post if any yeah. vodka companies want to sponsor me trying different... Seriously? <laughs> like, uh, Bloody, Bloody Marys. Mary. I have, like, 14 things of Bloody Mary mix right now that I could, I could send you. <laughs> or you just come to San Francisco and I will prep you, like, the ultimate Bloody Mary. I know. I love it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. All right. Well, see you next time. See you next time, hopefully in person. Yeah. Bye. Bye.